Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. So this morning we're going to go to a donut shop uh, drug situation, and we're going to go to San Jose, California, where we get uh, <laughs> Homer Simpson signing off on the donuts and Inspector Clouseau solving the crime. Police announcing an arrest over a new narcotic called pink cocaine. 32-year-old Luis Carrillo Moyeda was arrested, accused of making and selling the narcotic out of his business. Property records confirm Carrillo is the owner of Yum Yum Donuts. And the narcotic is commonly known as 2C or Pink Panther or Pantera Rosa. Carrillo was arrested last month, but police announced it this week, saying they recovered illegal narcotics and a large amount of cash, along with a gun and ammo. Yum Yum Donuts customers today were surprised yum to hear yum. about the allegations. I think it's crazy personally because I always come to this donut shop and for me to hear this, it's unbelievable, you know, would have never guessed. The new synthetic drug is a mixture of ketamine, meth, cocaine, opioids, and usually a strawberry powder. There's no good reason to use it. Uh, we would avoid it at all costs. Doctors at Valley Medical Center say they haven't seen any patients coming in from overdosing on it. It runs the gamut of effects on the body, all of which are extremely dangerous. Patients presenting with are extreme agitation, psychosis, hallucinations. <laughs> I have the meth punch key. No. You didn't make one of those? You know how you could walk in now to any dispensary or weed shop and you could tailor the high you want to the drug you buy. Have we gotten there at meth yet? Where it's like, you know. Have we got there at the donut shop yet? I kind of want to scratch at my face for about an hour. But I don't want my pants down. Do you have something for that? Oh, you want the scabby cream filled then. Okay. Ah, all right. That's <laughs> Thank you. The guy, next guy comes in, he's like, oh, no, I want my pants down. It's the whole reason I do this stuff. <laughs> oh, you want the Bonerville <laughs> chocolate right. covered. Bonerville Express. Yeah, there you go. Homer Simpson and Inspector Clouseau approved in San Jose, California to get you started on the day. Let's get to sports. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl. First and goal. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they have made the Kansas City Chiefs a dynasty. They're already thinking three-peat. First, they had to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champions in 19 years. Mahomes made sure of that, leading another comeback. 
on the NFL's biggest stage in America's showcase capital, winning the Super Bowl 25-22 over the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. Another world championship with the best fans in the NFL, Chiefs Kingdom. Andy Reid. <laughs> hey, on three, one, two, three. How about those Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Mahomes was your MVP. He threw a three-yard touchdown pass to McCole Hardman in overtime, and the Chiefs rallied to beat the 49ers, becoming the NFL's ninth repeat Super Bowl champions. McCole Hardman, though, I mean, I, you know, good for him. He's not one of the big names on the team, but what a thrill it had to be catching that touchdown. And he uh, talked about what it felt like. Hey, man, uh, I, I literally blacked out, man. <laughs> I, I ran the play, and when, when I caught the football, I, I blacked out, and I seen Pat running towards me. I'm like... Oh, yeah, we just won it, and um, it, it came reality and a feeling that's so undescribable. Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> I think I blacked out. Well, and Taylor Swift, of course, you saw her a million times on the TV. She watched her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, from a suite. The Chiefs captured their third title in five years, a run that puts them among the league's greatest franchises of all time. Pat and Travis talking with Chris Berman, actually taking a little shot at Berman after the game. It's, it's the most special one I think I've ever ever gotten. Ever. I mean, just really? to battle through ever. that adversity yeah. and then the, to come through that and be better on the other side. Um, oh, I, Pat I, Mahomes I, can't uh, play on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got we to yeah. go up against the juggernaut of the MVP. Yeah. Baltimore Raiders. I, I actually, and we heard it all, baby. All we did was just circle those wagons. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, see, just... circle those wagons. Uh, a little shot there. Berman's like, oh, 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 yeah, uh-huh. Uh, the NFL's first Super Bowl in Vegas was a sloppy, mistake-filled affair that mostly, you know, was pretty slow, kind of boring until we got to that back-and-forth fourth quarter in overtime. It was the second of 58 Super Bowls to be tied after regulation and the first played under the new overtime rules. And Pat Mahomes talked about what Andy Reid said to them at halftime. Yeah, at halftime, I mean, he just said, he said, go back to the fundamentals. He said, play, be who we are, um, just play hard and believe in each other. I mean, that's what it all takes in this league. I mean, everybody's great. If you, if you can come together as a team and be the best on that day, that's how you get to here and that's how you win Super Bowls. Mahomes and Reed are now halfway to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who won, of course, six championships in 20 years together in New England. And they were the most recent team to go back-to-back following the 2003 and the 2004 season. Mahomes talked about Andy Reed. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, But the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at, um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be. And that's something that I think is uh, truly special. At 28 years old, Mahomes becomes the fourth starting QB to win three Super Bowls, joining Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, and Troy Aikman. And he is the second youngest. Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers, they jumped out to a 10-0 lead, but... Uh, you know, that's it didn't hold for forever, as Kansas City has been known to come back. Uh, talking after the game over there, uh, let's start with uh, Christian McCaffrey was pretty pretty hard on himself, pretty mad at himself. Know. You know, I think uh, first thing I think, I can't put the ball on the ground the first drive. Um, it's going to sting. Put that on me. I think uh, I'm still a little numb and angry and just kind of going through all the emotions and Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Purdy was asked what the feeling was like in the locker room. I mean, a lot of guys are quiet, and a lot of guys are still quiet right now. Um, not a lot has been said. Um, 
just hurts. You know, we have the team obviously to do it, to win the whole thing and come up short like that. You know, the way things have been the last couple of years here, um, everyone wanted it so bad. So um, I think we're still trying to sort of gather, you know, our, our thoughts and, and everything right now. But everyone in that locker room loves each other, I tell you that. Yeah, and, you know, they resorted to a little trickery in the first half. It was the only touchdown in the first half when Shanahan had uh, Juwan Jennings, a wide receiver, catch the ball from Purdy, and then he throws a pass to McCaffrey all the way across the field. Ends up being a 21-yard touchdown. Uh, McCaffrey running all those yards after catching the ball. So uh, that one uh, was a pretty spectacular play, and Kyle Shanahan talked a little bit about the loss. Uh, yeah, it was two real good teams. I uh, went back and forth throughout the whole game, and um, both teams played their asses off, but... Um, and then they got it done. Um, I mean, we all hurt. I mean, everyone knows how it feels and um, don't have a lot of words for it. But obviously we're hurting. Our team's hurting. But that's how it goes when you put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for like, no regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means. But um, if I'm going to lose with a group of guys, it's do with those guys any time. And um, we'll take some time. We'll get over this. And... Um, come back next year ready to go. Yeah, one of the things that, uh, of course, that they did without that hurt, losing linebacker Dre Greenlaw. He was ruled out with an Achilles injury in the second quarter, and that happened at 926 left in the second. Greenlaw was not on the field for the punt. He was simply running back onto the field for the next defensive series when he went down, taking a step forward on the field. It was a non-contact injury. Uh, he was able to hobble to the sideline where they took him to the locker room, and Accardi was in tears. And so, yeah, the Achilles injury kept him out for the rest of the game, and that was a huge blow to the uh, 49ers defense. Uh, he had, they'd been keeping Travis Kelsey very quiet, him and Fred Warner, and uh, after that, things opened up a little bit more for uh, Travis Kelsey. So Shanahan fell to 0-2 as a head coach in Super Bowls and 0-3 overall, including the loss when he was the OC at Atlanta, and they had that uh, great comeback by Brady after being up 28-3 at halftime. Brock Purdy, though, a little bit more from him. What went wrong? Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I think first and second down, we just got to be better. Um, you, get, you get into these third and third and longs, and, and it's tough to convert um, in, in those kind of situations. And, and um, so just got to be better, I think, first and second down. Um, you know, there's just a couple plays where I feel like defense, you know, got the stops like they needed to. And, and then our first, like, couple plays were, you know, just either negative or, or we're not moving the ball. So. Um, it's as simple as that. All right, so there you go. Yes, the Chiefs are once again your Super Bowl champions, 25-22 over the 49ers in overtime. Looking at the final score, it looks like Ryan T. had it in the Shred and Reagan Super Squares. Ryan. So, yeah, he's got uh, he's got this arcade and all the goods. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, the Sabres, uh, they struggled again over the weekend. Kyle Oposo scored the lone goal for them in a 3-1 loss to the St. Louis Blues at the Key Bank Center yesterday or Saturday afternoon. Sabres outshot the Blues 34-26, just like they previously outshot the Dallas Stars 48-30 in their 2-1 loss on Tuesday night. Don Granato said he saw a difference, though, in the performances in the two nights. Here he is. It was different than, than uh, the other night, certainly, uh, in many respects. And uh, all of them from the foundation of just working and working, not working hard enough tonight and not working toward the front of the net enough tonight. Simple. We were to the net the other night. We didn't score. We didn't put it in. We didn't have a problem getting to the net uh, the other night or in L.A. Or, or San Jose, you know, the three prior games. Tonight, we didn't go to the net. I think I don't think we were willing to work. We wanted an easier game. Um, 
Ouch. And uh, we didn't work hard enough to the front of the net. Weren't direct right. enough. Yep, that's what happened. So uh, they went 0 for 3 on the power play. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was not pretty. The homestand continues Tuesday as the Los Angeles Kings come to town. That's a 7 o'clock faceoff. And the big PGA Tour Phoenix Open playoff. Nick Taylor, he had an emotional victory last year in the Canadian Open. You might remember that one. Uh, the unforgettable tackle. And then uh, he wins yesterday, making more memories at the Phoenix Open in a massive rally to take down Charlie Hoffman. Taylor rallied from three shots down with four holes left in regulation. Made an 11-foot birdie putt to beat Hoffman on the second hole of a playoff to cap another wild week at Phoenix. And it was wild. Uh, the fans there, that one's known to be the biggest party stop on the tour. And they were pissing off the players left and right. So things got unruly. Matter of fact, at some point they had to stop alcohol sales. Uh, it was out and Zach Johnson was caught on social media uh, heckling a fan, laying into a heckler after a tee shot. Says, don't sir me. I, I'm sick of it. Somebody said it. Just shut the blank up. Uh, so you had that. Uh, Jordan Spieth was agitated at one point. A fan yelled during his backswing, and he says, "What the f?" You can hear him saying. Uh, so, and then somebody fell from those bleachers on the par three sixteen, got injured. So again, they had to stop the party for a while. They stopped letting people in because it was too crowded. Two hundred thousand people in attendance at TPC Scottsdale, one of the wildest courses there on the PGA Tour, and that's a look at sports. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. And a lot of you are just like waking up this morning going, oh, God, they got to they got to give us the day off after the Super Bowl. This has got to end. It should be on a holiday. It's close. I've, I've heard, you know, more than a few people talk about how if they could just add one more week to the season, the Super Bowl would be this coming Sunday and then uh, President's, President's Day, Day Monday. Yes. Right. And that's what they're that's kind of what they're trying to push. 19 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> 19 week season. And then if they could do that, we would end up with. Or they do a two-week layover between oh. the, the, the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, or you do a, bi- a second bye week for teams. Could do a second bye week, yeah, which might also be a pretty smart idea. But, yeah, for now, as Mary said, we're all on the struggle bus this morning. It comes down to how much money you made. Is, L- what- is LL Cool J driving the struggle bus, or is that just the cool the chill train? Uh, no, I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> there was the chill train. Yes. Um, as far as the Super Bowl goes, so some – some have put together the Super Bowl recap in 30 seconds, so and we could start off there anyway. And now your Super Bowl recap in about 30 seconds. Pre-game. Weba National Anthem. First quarter. 49ers fumble. First quarter, no score. Funny commercials. Second quarter. Record field goal. 49ers trick play. Touchdown. End of second, 10-3. Halftime. Usher. Dancing. Alicia Keys. More funny commercials. Third quarter. Travis Kelsey catch. Taylor Swift cutaway. Field goal, 10-6. Punt recovery, KC. Touchdown, Chiefs 13-10. Fourth quarter. 49ers touchdown. Blocked extra point, 16-13. Chiefs field goal, 16-all. Niners field goal, 19-16. KC ties, 19-all. Overtime. Niners field goal, 22-19. Chiefs touchdown. Kansas City repeats. Yeah, all right. I guess that's it. There were a couple of things that uh, happened, you know, in the game that don't happen too often, I guess, in the Super Bowl. Um, But if you're going to run out on the field, this is the game to do it, right? So two fans ran out onto the field. The biggest stage. And I don't know if it was coordinated, but it was kind of weird that they both ran out at the same time. So it kind of leads you to believe that it was, right? Half naked? Yes. 
Yeah, there was references made to it. I, Romo wanted to show it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Romo should have. Yeah. But you he, should he doesn't be able control to. the cameras. And the NFL does not want to highlight that because they don't want to promote people because they think they'll get on TV. Understood. But most uh, most important broadcast of the year, you give uh, Tony Romo uh, the telestrator and you let him go. Now, right here, Jim, see, this is what you got to do. Because how much were tickets for this thing? Uh, it was brutal, right? Right? Incredible. Was, wasn't it like 10? Yeah. So grand? who's spending that kind of money that's going to run on the field naked? Let me ask you something. If you're going to spend all that money you just referenced and you're going to run out into the field naked, you go big, right? In other words, they're chasing after you. You try to extend the chase for as long as possible. For so weeks going into this, you are working out, you're running, you're getting your cardio up, you're making sure that you're getting your wind. Mm. So it kind of makes sense that you know you can you can pull something off. You and right? I are picturing two different guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, really, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> because because to me that's what you that's what you have to do. You've got to you know you've got to bring it. And if and if you bring it, well then you know they're like this. Let me know when the clothesline comes. Right. I mean, this is where you've been working so hard for months. Where's the part where Joey Bosa just destroys me <laughs> right in the middle of the field? <laughs> okay, but that's good stuff. You know, you try to extend it for a good at least 40 seconds. Right? Right, 40 seconds. Producers are like, cut to something else. What those guys get? Maybe 15 seconds? Oh, yeah. Did they actually show no. it? No. I didn't think so. If you're no, going to plan it. Just judging by the time that it took. Right. If you're going to plan it, do it when that team is down in your end. Because the team was in the other end of the field and they ran out on the other side. Yeah. Like that, the, yeah. you're not getting any screen time. It looked like it was one on one side and one on the other, actually. So they, they kind of came out in two different. But then, did you see how the one ended? No. No, I didn't see any I of it. I didn't see did any the, of it. The guy did the quarterback slide before they even hit him. He just hit the dirt. Mm. Did he avoid a nasty hit? Yes. Right in the middle of the play. The play stops. They can't replay This that. is some guy recording it. Now play finish. Now play finish. The play did finish. Play finish, right? Yes. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I had a bet on that one. Uh, Goddamn DraftKings. They're not calling that back, are they? Uh. That was the first time, wasn't it? <laughs> Got to screw my squares. Guy streaks out on the field. Does the quarterback slide? Brutal. Well, if it's avoiding a hit. Yeah, but. It's such a bad thing. How many guys are going to be on you hitting you while you're there on the ground? You're about to get crushed. Right. Yes. You You might as well go big. You've run out onto the field. You've destroyed the many thousands that you've already. Take the hit. Take the hit. You think he paid for that ticket or you put it on a credit card knowing he's going to go? Oh, boy. Uh Now, Ken checked in in Akron. He's like the one streaker did move and had some speed. All right, because we're kind of focused on the second dude. It just he slid. You're not, <laughs> you're not Josh Allen, and they're like, you got to stop taking hits, slide. He's like, I better slide. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't make it to the Super Bowl. That guy did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, how about Gronk's field goal? Did he make it or didn't he? He did he, not make. He it. missed it. He did not. Wide right. Yeah, he shanked it. And it was R.I.P. Carl Weathers later on when yep. they re-showed it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a nice rough. touch. Uh, guys, in overtime, once again, we see the prevent defense prevents you from winning. That's Bill checking in this morning. And uh, How about Mike? in overtime, it also prevents a lot of us from winning. How many people had this bet that, like I did, 49ers winning at halftime, 
Chiefs winning full-time, the end of the game, you're thinking. Mm. The, the stipulation is because the end of the game was a tie. Oh. So they're not paying out on that. Oh, really? Yeah. How much did you lose out on? 155 bucks. Oh, man. They didn't go final score. They went at the end of the four quarters. Yep. Halftime, full-time. And, oh, technically the, the game ended in regulation as a tie. You chose the Chiefs to win. I'm like, yeah, and they won. Oh. But they won in overtime. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that's the email rough. I got back because I'm like, well, how did uh, I lose this? <laughs> yep, really? I'm looking at it at the end of the game. I'm like, damn, I just hit. I just hit. You uh, know, mm-hmm. uh, just rough. That sucks. I'm sure I'm not alone on that one. No, I bet on the 49ers on the money line and bailed. Got my so did you cash out? I put ten bucks down on it and I bailed at six bucks. So I got uh, I got six bucks back. Okay, so I lost four. And then I played daily fantasy, put together a roster, hit eight bucks. Nice. Grand total, four bucks. <laughs> Came out on top. I ended up winning about uh, 45 overall, I mean, over what we spent. Yeah. I did with my dad. We just started picking. Oh, you actually some, won money? Yeah. We uh, we picked, uh, we took like eight guys to, for an anytime touchdown. Right. We did 10 bucks on each one of them, and a couple of them hit that were like, uh, uh, a couple of those touchdowns were not by the big superstars. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So yeah, yeah. when, when, when Jennings money. scored, that was eighty-five bucks. Uh, That's what we were talking about on Friday. Yeah, I'll put money on him. But uh, again, I thought I should have been up with another hundred fifty-five. So, but it's crazy the the difference between winning sixty thousand dollars, the guy who won number one yeah. in Daily Fantasy, and my eight bucks came down to essentially Mecole Hardman versus uh, Valdez Scanling catching a and, touchdown. Well, both those guys scored. Both those guys scored, but because he had Hardman, yeah, he okay. got the extra points. Valdez Scantling also scored me some money, too. Uh, I was taking some of the odd guys at the long odds. Yeah. You know, yeah. like one of these guys hit it, pays for the whole group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. What are you supposed to do, right? What are you supposed to do? Hopefully, you didn't win or lose too much. Hopefully, you won a lot, but hopefully, yeah. you didn't lose too much. It looks like Ryan T had the winning score. Uh, uh, and oh, we're, yeah. we're not playing the, uh, the same game that the books play. Final score. Final score. So uh, he won the custom-built Zuba-themed retro arcade from Retro Lizard Custom awesome. Arcade, a hey, recliner Ryan. from Lake Effect Furniture. So uh, congratulations to Ryan T., who won it Friday morning yeah. in the oh. 9 o'clock hour right here on the Shred and Reagan Show. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there you go, Ryan. Big lose like you. He just won a Super Bowl square, too. So that's the story on the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know how many of you... Ended up winning big or what you won on. But let us know if you, you came across on a couple of bets and whether you pulled off you know, maybe a couple of big wins. Or you're like, son of a bitch, like you, Shred, losing on the tie. And they won't budge, right? No. You've, did you try to dispute it? Uh, yes, I did. I got an email back at like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nice wow. try, pal, it said. Yeah. Uh, God. Big lose like you. He lost his ass, too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, a couple of highlights from the game. McCaffrey's touched it on three of the first four plays. All for good yardage. They go back to him again. Ball is on the ground. The ball is out. Karloftis is there for Kansas City. At first drive, it looked like the 49ers were going to rampage over this team. Because mm-hmm. Kelsey then on the next drive, small gain. Barely got anything in that drive. To Kelsey in traffic. Knocked down after just a gain of one. And it was Greenlaw who was there, Chase Young. You know, and then Kel- uh, you know, KC would try again, and that Niners defense was all over them. Going deep, going deep, and it's caught at the 10-yard line. 
Boom. <laughs> 52 yards. First and goal. Pacheco cuts it outside. Tries to do it a second time. And he lost the football. And the Niners are on it. Unbelievable play. You know, no. obviously earlier McCaffrey fumbled on that on that first drive. Yep, mm-hmm. that's the one I played first. Yeah, yep. so that so both of your star running backs. Yeah. Right, they said it was the first time that that's happened. Wow, in a yeah. Super Bowl. So you know, you could make it out to be nerves or just the um, you know the massive amount of coaching that comes in punching the ball out. Constantly trying to rip the ball out of the guy's hands. Oh, you saw a couple times uh, they were dragging the one guy trying to pull the ball. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He's like the play's over and they're still dragging him. Was that Ayuk? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there, were, but also there were a couple of catches that Debo Samuel made where you know he catches it across the middle. He's got three or four guys just hanging on him. He catches the ball and then they're punching at oh, him yeah. and then he gets two hits and he falls to the ground. They're still trying to rip it out. I'm like, man, what a t- tough guy. That is a tough some bitch. Kelsey attacks Reed at some point. I don't know if they can get him on elder abuse, but on that last possession by the Chiefs, the fumble by Pacheco. This is Kelsey. He was open on the deep ball to Hartman, so no issues there. But after the fumble, he comes over to Andy. He goes, "Keep me in." What happened is, on the fumble, he was not in the game. Noah Gray went in, and he had to block. Noah Gray, the tight end eighth, had to block Lenore, and Lenore made him swim and actually created the fumble. And I think Kelsey knows he's like, just keep me in there, even for running. The- Let's go to Tracy. Jim, we saw the frustration from Travis Kelsey on Christmas Day throwing the helmet. That's exactly what he did when he came off the sidelines, throwing it down again in frustration. Well, I know one thing that caught Andy Reid by surprise. Almost knocked him off his feet and almost mm-hmm. knocked the place. Yeah, yeah. Thought he was going down. There's yeah, a clip really uh, they're addressing, I think, with Andy Reid here, if you want to hear from that. This is Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you oh, in the yeah. first half? No. <laughs> we, he keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. You know. Yeah, I know. Like, JB's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. Hey, you you took a good hit right there. But, but that's I, how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. So normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. Uh, you know. huh. Tra- Travis said it later. He goes, I was just telling him I love him. <laughs> Reed said in okay. uh, the post game, though, he said that uh, that he was just wanting to get out there. He goes, put me in, put me in. Yeah, I can score. I can score. He looked furious. Yeah. Yeah, he said he was extremely, uh, you know, wanting to get in and very emotional. And he said it's not the first time that's When he happened. slammed his helmet at that Christmas Eve game or whatever, he sat him. Yeah. He's like, don't give him his, because the uh, assistant coach went and fetched his helmet. Yeah. And Andy goes over to him. He's like, don't give it to him. Yeah. You hold on yeah. to it. Let him sit. Right. He seemed to say, though, this time, he goes, he was just begging to get in the game. Yeah. And he said, and he was he caught him kind of off balance a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Thought he was going down. Mm-hmm. So Elder abuse. He said, no, he said a lot more was made of it, I guess, than what it hmm. really was. It didn't look good, though, right? No, it looked it's, like he was furious, you yeah, know. It was, right. uh, You're yelling at your Childish. Coach. It looked very childish. Put me in. Come on. Put me in. I can score. Yeah. The Dre Greenlaw injury, this probably uh, uh, cost the 49ers more than uh, we realize. You're not going to believe what happened. Watch this. Watch 57. Dre Greenlaw after the stop on the punt return. And he's now in the blue tent. Oh. It doesn't look pretty. No. And he's had an outstanding year. Out. Yeah. He and Fred Warner in the middle of that field are mm-hmm. so strong for the 49ers, and for that to happen, 
That was that was so sad. Yeah. You fought the whole year to get there, and it's not like you got drilled on the field. Right. You were going out. Hitch, you were hopping out to get out there. Yeah. The uh, non-contact injury, unreal. Uh, that That's sucked. Uh, the, Evidently, he's been battling with that injury for the last handful of weeks. And it was oh, really? Yeah, and so and yeah. you know he's been getting treatment on it. He missed a game because mm. of it earlier. Achilles, right? Yep. Wow. And uh, I heard one report that it was torn. I don't know that that's official. Yet. That is a nasty. Yeah. I saw some footage of Kirk Cousins. He was out talking on that radio row, yeah. and he was showing off his Achilles scar. Woo. Oh yeah, that's a bad one. That is Man. nasty. Right. And it's the old uh, when they show it on the side. You know, when they I think somebody ended up getting on the field that type of injury. And they showed it ripple up on the... Yeah, it was uh, Rodgers. Yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Right, and they saw it ripple. Oof, that, that can't feel good. Uh, the one cool trick play. Second and 10. Juwan Jennings. Oh, trick play. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down, and he's going in for the touchdown. Juwan Jennings with a touchdown pass. Felt like it took forever to get there. Every 49er fan thought this was it, and then, of course, the end of the game. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! It's funny, you hear Romo? He, the minute he saw it, the pass wasn't even completed. He goes, there's your Super Bowl. It's so, funny. Like, they explained all the overtime rules at the yeah. beginning. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. Like, I didn't know anything. And then when Hartman catches it, he seems like he doesn't know that he just won. He catches it and he's like, "Did we win or are we gonna keep going?" And then everybody starts running at him. Did you hear him? He said he he blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Like he just catches it and he's like, "Uh, yeah. uh yes, no, yes." Uh, uh. You know, I looked to one key play that happened that uh, that I felt kind of really affected it. It was the the punt. The punt that went off the foot of one of the 49ers. So oh, then Ray Ray McLeod tries to pick it up, can't get a handle on it, yep. and the Chiefs recover it after being set way back to take the go-ahead touchdown. I mean, yeah. that was such a huge play. Yeah, it was. That's true. Special teams mistake. Uh, and but Kansas City's special teams were outstanding. It mm-hmm. wasn't Ray Blocked Ray's fault, right? Ray no, Ray was trying to point he, out. And he was saying, get away, and they yeah. went off the one guy's. At first, when you saw the play, you're thinking, why would he try would to he pick that it? up? Yeah. And then you see that it, he saw that it hit his guy's foot, so if Kansas City recovers it, it's their ball. Yeah, I know it. Oh, that, but that was a huge mistake. Uh, it sucked. And let's hear it for Reba McIntyre. Hell of a national anthem. She sounded good. Scott Grambling was on earlier on Friday, and he said, what, mm-hmm. 121 was about where it was? That's where he was setting the over-under at yeah. himself. Sure enough, she was a little past, I think, like 136. Oh, really? I think was the final, ultimately. Yeah. Best Super Bowl commercial. Well, There were some had, good ones. They had a couple of people scoring it. At least one scored this one as the best. Prepare for the coming season by signing up for NFL Sunday Ticket and YouTube TV. Where you can watch every game... Every Sunday. And the football players are flying in. You got the Seahawks, and then you got the Eagles, and the Ravens. I don't think I saw that one. I don't either. Oh, 
a rookie. Sign up for NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube TV huh. and say... They follow the migration, the path of migration of the birds. Oh, okay. And you had players flapping their wings and what? flying through the air. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and that's, some people scored that as the best commercial. Uh, most controversial, it seemed, was the He Gets Us. The two ads to promote oh, the Jesus. teachings of I Jesus. I knew what it was for. You could right. tell. I mean, they're washing feet. What do you think it's going to be for? Yeah, you got foot thing over there. Did it there? say yeah. he likes feet? Or no, yeah. it says he washes feet. He washes feet. feet. I'm waiting for... <laughs> like Jesus foot guy? What the hell is this all about? This is another misconnection we're going to be reading about. Right. Right. Somebody at somebody's Super Bowl party football guy stands up and says, "Shut up. Shut up for a minute." You think foot this guy This is my time. You think a foot guy comes out of that at right. a big party and goes, "That's not a bad idea. I'll wash your feet. How about it?" Right. Why did you want to watch that so bad? Yep. It, and what it does is it makes foot guy finally go, he's like, "I got cover." So it's like, "Jesus washed feet." Now just get over here, and you're like, I'm waiting for a bus. Bring just, me, bring me those pudgies, Bill. Put, this is a Super Bowl party. We don't need to be washing feet. Just put the pudgies. Oh yeah, we in do. Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah, some people were screaming about those ads, and they're trying to bring us together, right? Because the last thing we should be doing is fighting amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, people were screaming and yelling. So I guess that didn't work. Uh, let's see. As far as uh, Boston. Uh, there are a couple of ads that brought a lot of Boston. Did you see the Dunkin' Donuts I ad? I it was good. With uh, Ben Affleck and fine. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady and yeah. J-Lo. And Matt Damon. Right. They seem to they seem to get a lot of high high praise for bringing a lot of Boston. goofy. Mm-hmm. He's here. Affleck on the track. What up, Brooks? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. The Dunkies. Touchdown, Tommy on them keys. Player coach. Got it. I'm open. And needs no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were going to support me. Jennifer Lopez is watching, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. that just doesn't make sense. I don't know what you're doing. Why are you doing it? <laughs> and she tells him to get out because he yeah. was trying to get on her album or something. Yep. But, Tom, uh, you can stay. Uh, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills sort of made a, a, a showing at some point for the M&M's commercial. They had Bruce, Bruce Smith. Oh, yeah, Bruce. Yeah. yeah the uh, uh, non-champions ring. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, what is it, forged by the tears of those crying when they yes. lost? Yeah. Or the no is the size. Who else is Marino? Only Terrell Super Bowl Owens. winners get That's a ring, right? right? Wrong. M&M's presents the almost champions ring of comfort. It's actual science. First, we took comforting M&M's peanut butter and compressed it into real diamonds. Then we polished them with the size of those who almost won a Super Bowl. Almost. And Scarlett Johansson. I've lost two Oscar races. In the same year. Painful. I know it. So on top of everything else, watching the Kansas City Chiefs win, we got to see Bruce Smith crying in a Super Bowl ad. Damn it. Well, at least he got a ring. I guess I mean, so. Marino hey guys. was showing up in a ton of them. Yeah. I was like, why is he in this one now? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Marino Cash. I like the uh, Bud Light Genie one. Bud Light Genie. Yeah. Was he in that yeah, one? Okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but it's whether he's the genie. He kept, he's granting <laughs> all these wishes. There's got to be a year where Marino shows up. Because he was in that Lionel Messi one, throwing a soccer ball. I was like, this the, why is he in everything? Yep. Guys, I don't know how you feel, but I'm still pissed off again. The Kansas City won, and in my heart, I believe Buffalo should have been in there, and if they were, they definitely would have beaten the 49ers. The only reason we got screwed is because our defense was so hurt. We'll get yeah, ours next I, year. I think our, we would have struggled with our defense so banged up. But They're two good teams for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think our defense healthy yep. is a match. But uh, Robin Buffalo, I'd rather watch Fran Drescher for eight hours than seeing Kansas City and Taylor Swift. Oh. <laughs> they showed her a lot, too. Yeah. Guys, San Francisco, win first half under 23 and a half, parlay 10 bucks minus $38.
Uh, guys, Kelsey wanted Reed's Nuggies. That's Oki from Chitawaka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and guys, the Jesus ads are backed by the Hobby Lobby, dude. That's part of the problem for a lot of people. Okay. Well, 716-210-9797. Let us know what you thought of the game or otherwise, how much money you won. That's really all that counts. In the end, after all the, that we looked at and whether you like both teams or whether you're tired of seeing their stupid faces on the TV, how much juice were you going to get out of this game? That's the important part. Did you win? Did you come close to winning? Did you get screwed out by one of the, you know, one of the websites because they wouldn't honor the end of the game as opposed to the tie? Yeah, I know it. My mother ended up taking a seven-leg parlay on one of uh, one of the cards. Seven leg? Insane. Tell me she didn't hit it. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first one she picked, poor thing, the first one she picked was like I think it was an I think it was over ten on the first quarter. Mm. She went over ten on the first quarter and uh and under thirteen on the second, but by then she was already gone. So first I mean, you do a seven leg parlay and you're done by the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. sucks. Nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. All right. So um I think that's pretty much it. As far as the rest of uh, the weekend goes, that's eh, all I got for the moment. Usher in the halftime show, any of us? It's all right. It's, it's all right. Typical usher. Some people are trying to figure out whether or not they were using live microphones for mo- most of it, and it seemed like they sure were. Sure sounded like it. Dude dances a lot, and he sounded like he was kind of breathless at some point. Yeah, that's what you want. You don't want perfect. You want right. the guy to sound human. I think Alicia Keys, her voice cracked a couple of times. Post Malone doing America the Beautiful. That wasn't bad oh, at all. the game, yeah. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a little highlight of that, too. Why not? Oh, beautiful for spacious skies forever is a time. Yeah, he did a good job on that. Some people were focusing on uh, Patrick Mahomes and his weird snicker. He's got that goofy laugh, right? And so I guess at some point during one of the comments in the post game. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. <laughs> I think that's, I heard it. That's him. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. Oh. <laughs> huh. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Mm. Yeah. Ah, if you won the Super Bowl <laughs> twice yeah, for the third time, so right. you might snicker a little bit too. Yeah, I know it. All right. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. 716-210-9797. Tom in Orchard Park has an idea on how to make the biggest bang for buck when it comes to streaking at the Super Bowl. Because we're talking about the two guys who ended up streaking out on the field. And their ending was pretty lame. The one guy ended up taking the quarterback slide. All that. And you end with a quarterback slide. 
You take the full shot, don't you? Guys, if I'm streaking, I'm choosing the biggest stage with the biggest stage of the whole game, and that's the Super Bowl halftime show. A little harder to stop the live broadcast, a lot more bodies to slow you down. Plus, as we're joking around, Fred Warner just taking you out and separating your head from your body. But Super Bowl halftime show, what's Usher going to do? Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Because the guy that did it, uh, he had pants on but no shirt. So it wasn't really streaking, but he still ran out. And one guy missed him, and he then went down, slid before encountering, what, two to three other body uh, security guys? Here's a dangerous Super Bowl game that we got a text about. Hey, guys, uh, Barbaric, my wife and I start a little drinking game. Every time they showed Taylor Swift, we had a drink. We were pretty sloshed, my wife and I. Oh, it's got to be hurting this morning, right? I mean, when you that's a death pack. You're like, all right, what do you say? Every time the show Taylor were drinking, you're like, yep. And you and your wife are going, we're going down, we're going down big. And then, then you wake up and you're like, oh, right, we got to get up for work. This sucks. And then as far as betting money and winning or losing, guys, I won $450 on one pull. Nice. Right? Stand and O. Nice job. Final score? But I put my friend in on five spots on my work pool, and he won 675. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you believe in karma, by you putting him in and setting him up for success, you got your fourth. Yeah, you still won. Right? You can't complain. I mean, your friends are going to buy squares, too. Standing by now, kindly getting up this morning from The Athletic and, and spending a few moments with us, and we're thankful for it, is Matthew Fairburn. From the athletic, Matthew. Good morning. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, guys. How are you? Not good. too bad. Thanks for the time. Um, overall thoughts? Did you have fun watching the game? I did. I-, I thought it was an entertaining Super Bowl. You know, it was it was a slow burn there for a while. It was kind of like a like a heavyweight fight. You know, both of those teams trying to figure each other out for a while, but. I don't think you can complain when uh, you get a, an overtime in a Super Bowl. You get a double-digit comeback and, you know, kind of a, an exciting finish the way that, that we got. It's not really uh, super common in Super Bowls. I feel like over the last handful of years, we've gotten a lot of really good games. But I remember growing up, just you never knew what you were going to get. Sometimes it would be a blowout. And so uh, thankful, at least, for an exciting game. Yeah, and a, and a defensive game, right? I mean, some no doubt about that. Some don't like that sort of thing, but it was fun seeing two great defenses sort of battle it out. Yeah, both defenses were fantastic, and it made the the offensive execution and and the times that they did score it, it makes it a little bit more rewarding. And I feel like you know you're going to have that in a Super Bowl when you have two excellent defenses. Both of these teams. I mean, the Chiefs of course, have the, the greatest quarterback on the planet. But a big reason why they got this particular Super Bowl and why they were there on, on Sunday night is because of that defense. I think Bills fans know that better than anybody, uh, given the way that defense played when they were here in Orchard Park. It, it's uh, it's definitely their, their bread and butter this year. And so, yeah, you're going to have you know some, some knockout blows in that, that first half where they're trying to figure each other out, but it makes the the eventual execution on offense, you know, all the more rewarding, um, you know, from a viewing standpoint, just because you're not sure when it's coming, you know, you get that trick play from Kyle Shanahan, you know, early and, and some good, you know, play from Patrick Mahomes late. So it was, I I feel like people got their money's worth here with, with this one. It was, uh, you know, I know it was probably boring quote unquote for the early part, but 
certainly some good defensive football against two really, really good offenses. Although that trick play you brought up, I mean, that brought some excitement fairly early in the game. That was uh, in the first half after we had seen both teams' star running backs fumble a ball. Oh, the, the McCaffrey one? Let's yeah. play that here. I'll give it a second and ten. Jawan Jennings, Double trick play. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down, and he's going in for the touchdown. Jawan Jennings with a touchdown pass. Felt like you know, some that guys, ball was in the air longer than the streaker was on the field. Yeah. Well, and some coaches get real tight at this time, right? And it makes sense. But Kyle Shanahan was going for it. I mean, he literally went for it at one point, and they got a first down. Gutsy call. But then he did the trick play. So what did you make of that? Yeah, that was, like you said, Kyle Shanahan was not tight. I I thought Kyle Shanahan coached really well in this game. It's going to be a tough tough one to swallow again for him because the narrative starts to stack up against you, right? Your record in big games. This guy seems like he has been there over and over again throughout his career as a coordinator and now as a head coach, whether it's the championship games or the Super Bowl, and it felt like he was trying to hold nothing back. What was interesting from a coaching standpoint, I just read this this morning as I was catching up on some of the coverage, the overtime, you know, with the new rules and everything where, you know, both teams are going to get a chance to score. Chiefs players were talking about how they, going back to training camp, were practicing scenarios for if the Super Bowl or an important playoff game went to overtime. They had their strategy in place. They were actually going to kick the ball if they got to decide, but the Niners got to decide. And I was reading in the, in the ringer, Lindsey Jones had talked to a few of the 49ers players and they said, I think it was Arik Armstead said he found out the rules when he looked up at the jumbotron in the <laughs> arena and, and, in the stadium. And I was like, Oh no, Kyle, this is not going to look good for you, buddy. Like, <laughs> you you really funny. needed to have a better plan there, but it just goes to show you that these decisions are so magnified, uh, you know, each step that you go, I think, you know, you guys probably heard from a lot of Bills fans, you know, throughout the season at different points about decisions Sean McDermott made. It gets even more magnified at at this point because it feels like Kyle Shanahan coached a great game in a lot of different areas. But if that, you know, if what the players are saying is true, that's, that's kind of a failure at the biggest spot. So it's, uh, it it shows you how good Andy Reid is. Yeah, too, that, you know, you know, the team doesn't flinch when they're down ten points, and they know exactly what they're going to be doing at all in all these different scenarios. How many times have we heard after a Super Bowl that the play that won the game was something they practice either weeks, every, every after every practice? Do you know what I mean? Like the the teams that are fully prepared to the point of crazily ex- obsessive, like maybe Andy Reid and the and the Kansas City Chiefs pull off these moments where you're like, how did they come up with that play? And it's like, oh, yeah, we practice that every week. Just in the chance that we are in that particular situation at the end of the Super Bowl, and that's why we practice Maybe it. that like, comes from winning a Super Bowl. You're like, you know. people are nuts. Who would normally do that? Right. But it's the super best teams that seem to be. Yeah, that's why I was laughing at the, at the Chiefs saying they were practicing as if it, as if the Super Bowl was going to go to overtime, not just a playoff game, right? It was, you know, you have to put yourself in that frame of mind, and it's why – you know, and I, I'm sure some people over the last handful of years, these these Super Bowls the Chiefs have been in, some of them haven't been, you know, the most high scoring pro, you know, these crazy games that are are wildly entertaining. But they have had the situations at the end of games 
that have been crucial. And it seems like, especially in the last two, these guys have just been dialed in uh, on different game situations, which is funny because I'm old enough to remember when Andy Reid was, you know, that was his big weakness, right? That, you know, situational football and time management when he was coaching the Eagles, that was the thing he got criticized for the most. And now that's the fine line between being a really good coach and being, you know, a great coach, a Hall of Fame coach. And I don't know, depending on how long he wants to keep going, he could go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think they all want to go for that three-peat now, so I wouldn't expect any any big changes there. I think that was Kelsey's announcement that he's not retiring too. Um, you know, I want to bring up something else, though, that the magnifying glass should really highlight here, and that was the Chiefs' special teams because they came up huge in this. And we've seen, we've this year, we've saw, we've seen a couple games for the Bills that special teams cost us. It cost the 49ers when when that punt took place, and it goes off, uh, what, Daryl Luter Jr.'s leg. Ray, Ray Ray McLeod, former Bill, trying to scoop it up, can't get it. Chiefs recover the punt and uh, go on to score the leading touchdown. That was just a huge play. And, to, you know, and also special teams, right? They missed the extra point. They, yeah, and also special teams where the Chiefs blocked one. So, I mean, the, the Chiefs' special teams was a, a huge factor in this game. And their kicker is nails, right? Like, the guy doesn't miss. Right. That, that, you know, Butker is, is really incredible. And so, yeah, they, they got, you know, even if you chalk the, the punt up to a good bounce, which certainly you have to get a good bounce there, uh, and, you know, to be able to recover that. But to be, you know, make that heads-up play. But the, the blocked extra point was massive because the 49ers kicker, uh, I was texting with a buddy at one point in the second half, like 49ers kicker has a, a sneaky case here for MVP, depending on how this finishes with those two long field goals he had. Uh, but, you know, that one gets blocked, and all of a sudden it's a three-point game. It changes things right. entirely. Wouldn't have been a tie. What mm-hmm. the Chiefs need, right. You know, it changes how the Chiefs can approach that drive on offense. And so, yeah, the 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 beauty of, of these, big games and the biggest moments is that it is the slimmest of margins all the time. And it's what's maddening about the sport sometimes, because this was a, a a Super Bowl that was just tailor made for the hot takes on a Monday, right? Like you have, people are going to be arguing about whether Patrick Mahomes has closed the gap on Tom Brady. And on the other side, despite all these little things that we talked about that had nothing to do with Brock Purdy, this becomes a, a Brock Purdy take game too, right? Uh, you know, if they just had an elite quarterback, you know, none of this would have mattered. And so it's, it's one of those Super Bowls that, that is really set up on a tee for, for the hot take artists uh, on all the talk shows here on Monday morning. But as we talked about, a lot of these plays, it's one bounce here, right? Uh, you know, the kick being six inches to the left, maybe it doesn't get blocked, and all of a sudden the Chiefs need a touchdown. And maybe it's not a dramatic finish. Uh, and we're talking about Kyle Shanahan getting his first Super Bowl. So we're talking about Brock Purdy a, being a crazy a, elite. You know, I guess elite, we could exactly right. Elite. You know, it's it's funny, poor Brock Purdy, right? Because they, they designed some really good plays for him. They move everybody to the left. He'd roll out right or whichever side, but he'd roll out right, and he kind of had an opening. And then they they doped it out and they started chasing after him. But even under pressure, he was getting the ball out. I thought he had an okay game. He was on a great roll to start the game. Right? What did you make of his game then? If you have a hot take. I thought he was solid. I, I really did. Like, to your point, I mean, he, yeah, they had some good designs for him, but he was also getting the ball out. You know, he was decisive. All the reasons why Kyle Shanahan really liked him as his quarterback for his system showed up. And he made 
a few plays with his legs. Not They didn't let him make as many as the Lions did the week before, and that might have been a pretty big difference. But it didn't feel like this game was a Brock Purdy problem. Even that, that last drive in overtime, there were times throughout the playoffs watching all the 49ers games leading up to this one that Purdy looked like he was still figuring it out in the playoffs, like he looked a little unsure. I didn't see that once from him last night. It seemed like he was he was pretty solid. I mean, it's easy to forget when people tune into the Super Bowl if you haven't been watching the Chiefs all year or if you you're just kind of jumping in that, yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, but they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And, you know, that's a tough test for any quarterback. It was, you know, even a tough test for the Bills here a few weeks ago. So I didn't have a huge problem with Purdy's game, but if you're, you know, sitting there making the argument and making everything about quarterbacks, as some of, some folks tend to do, the guy on the other side looked for, look pretty good when it mattered and that's you know what it comes down to that's where the the narrative ends up being defined despite you know an unbelievable season from the 49ers all right with us this morning matthew fairburn from the athletic often writes about the sabers over at the athletic but also does a podcast with joe biscaglia they talk football it's the shred ring show here at 97 rock so i wanted to ask you a little bit about this injury that you know happened somewhere in the middle of the game and drake greenlaw goes down with an Achilles tendon injury, which we didn't know at the time when it first went down. But he, Fred Warner, both were you know patrolling that middle of the field and keeping Kelsey mostly under wraps. You're not going to believe what happened. Watch this. Watch 57, Dre Greenlaw, after the stop on the punt return. And he's now in the blue tent. Oh. It doesn't look pretty. No. And he's had an outstanding year. Out. Yeah, you know, every Super Bowl win could be a, you know, shades of inches here and there. This, if this just locked in, if this had happened, if that guy wouldn't have gotten injured, where do you place the Dre Greenlaw injury in, uh, you know, in the list of reasons why the 49ers didn't win? It's certainly a big deal. Uh, you know, I, to me, it feels like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, those guys were going to find a way. But, if you take Travis Kelsey out of this game, as they were doing early on, it's a different ball game. I mean, nine catches for 93 yards for Kelsey. He had some of the biggest ones in the game, and Greenlaw was a big part of, you know, shutting him down. It, it, that I'm laughing because I, I hear in Tony Romo, I don't know if you guys noticed how often he said leverage. And I'm trying not to use the word leverage in my answer because it felt oh, like every he? 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, he used it a handful of times, yeah. Tony Romo was talking about the, oh, he's, he's giving up outside leverage here, here, Jim. He's doing it again, Jim. And he, every single replay, everything was about leverage. But that was the case. His, his replacement was, you know, just not reading Travis Kelsey properly or Travis Kelsey was, was running the perfect routes. And that's what you know, the best players are going to do. So it's a shame when you're the 49ers and you don't have one of your best players. You don't have your, your game plan matchup chess piece that you're trying to use. You have to change everything you do on defense. It's a talented defense, but again, we talk about these, these slim margins for error and, and nobody knows it better than Bills fans, right? They were trying to slow down Travis Kelsey with, with A.J. Klein, a guy that was on vacation <laughs> a few weeks prior. This wasn't quite that dramatic, but... Travis Kelsey's good enough to take advantage of any slight drop off in talent and and that was such a such a tough injury for the 49ers to handle. And you needed both those guys on him because Fred Warner alone we saw him late in the game get burned by Kelsey. 
you know, and Kelsey just made a move and went across the field for a big, huge first down. So, I mean, that was on Fred yeah, Warner. Yeah, you need both. You need yeah. you need the ability to mix things up and change the look he's getting and change the look Patrick Mahomes is getting and make his eyes go somewhere else, and Greenlaw helps you do that. With him out, you know, that's – you go in there, you know, and you're drawing up your – your schemes at the break when you're on the sideline and all of a sudden Andy Reid's going to figure that out. That that's, that was the impressive part last night to me is that they're down 10 and you don't even think anything of it because you know, they're going to adjust. And I think that may end up being a criticism of Kyle Shanahan at some point, uh, you know, when you, you look back and start to dissect how this all unraveled because Andy Reid just made all the adjustments that he needed to make. And he, he's done that in all these Super Bowls that he's won now, three three in the last you know however many years here. You brought up how important that linebacker injury was to the Buffalo Bills, and then we've got another linebacker injury. we got to start protecting these guys. What if they, in order to, instead of having to tackle, they slide in front of the guy? And when they slide in front of the guy, that means he's tackled. Any thoughts? No? Like the streaker. Right, like the streaker. <laughs> like the streaker. Uh, let me play this for you. Of course, this is the ending. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. And this was the Andy Reid special. So the question for you, Matthew Fairburn, you watch these things and you wonder sometimes. I know we've done this before with the Sabres too. When you win, when you win big and you win with consistency, what's the lesson for the Buffalo Bills? Any? Who, you know, the it's got to be a tough morning to wake up as a Bills fan because the lesson is the same lesson that it's always been, is that this particular quarterback-coach combination is such a roadblock and, and is so hard to, to get by. And that's where it's hard to really – sit there and say, oh, if they had just done this, if they had just done this, you're staring at one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in the middle of an incredible run. And it's probably even more painful for Bills fans than the Tom Brady run because the Bills weren't any good anyways, right? You know, Tom Brady didn't need to be Tom Brady to to own the AFC East for that long. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, wasting years of, an incredible quarterback that the Bills have. So so that's really, really frustrating, I'm sure. But you also have the fact that the overtime rule is the rule that the Bills got changed <laughs> because of the 13 seconds game. And the Chiefs took advantage of that to win yeah. a Super Bowl. So it's like, and it's the guy that, you know, the, the Bills traded the pick. It's like all these things that Bills fans do not deserve. Uh, you know, all this anguish on top of the years of, of heartbreak that they've had anyways. But I think if there is a takeaway, if there is a a lesson to be learned, it's what we talked about earlier, that you need to be that crazy team that is practicing your Super Bowl overtime scenarios on an August Thursday in training camp, right? You need to be that team that in the, the margins, in the, the tightest of moments, you need to have a plan and you need to be the team that comes through consistently. And that's where the, the Bills have, have fallen a little bit short, I think. That's where, you know, that play at the end of the game that, that Josh Allen was talking about where he, you know, Chris Jones 
disrupted his path. He had Shakir open. That was his read that could have changed everything, right? And I think, too, seeing Andy Reid adjust throughout the game, seeing the way he game plans, that's the, the big lesson. I, I found myself a lot during the game wondering, what would this look like if the Bills were in this game? And certainly you could picture Josh Allen taking over, right, in the biggest moments, the way that he does. But the thing that, that I wonder about is, you know, from a game plan perspective and from, you know, getting getting tight in big moments the way the Bills have over the, over the handful of years, I think each step that they take, the games get magnified even more and it's easier to tighten up and it's easier to not trust your game plan. And they've had some tough game plans, uh, you know, in their, their elimination games against the best teams who, who seem like they saved their best for last. Right. And, you know, I, I pointed it out in a column after the season that four of the Bills' six worst games on defense from an EPA per play standpoint since 2020 are their four elimination losses. Oh, so man. at the time when, when, they, when they need their best game plan, when they need their best performance, Andy Reid, in most cases, is out scheming them. And then there was the one Bengals game as well. And, and injuries play a part. You know, you got to stay healthy. You got to have your your most important players healthy in the most important moments. But Sunday night just cemented the fact that this is the guy that you have to get, get around. And that if you do that, you're probably in good shape because I think most of these opponents, you know, are opponents that the bills could have held up to, but until you can get around that guy, you don't even get, get the chance to do it. You know, you said it yourself. He, Andy Reid, it's something he had to learn. You know, he struggled with that when he was in Philadelphia and it's over time. You know, learn to, I guess, not get so tight. And that's what McDermott's got to learn. And he's got to learn it quickly. Absolutely. I think that's the, you know, the the optimistic point of view is that Andy Reid did struggle with this at some point. And he got there often enough. Obviously, he got fired by the Eagles. And I think having Patrick Mahomes helps, right? Having one of these all-time great quarterbacks who's just nails in, in the key moments is a big deal, you know, as opposed to, Donovan McNabb, who, you know, didn't quite, you know, was a great quarterback in his own right, but he wasn't Patrick Mahomes. And I think that the disappointing part for Bills fans, I'm sure, is that Josh Allen hasn't quite gotten the chance to show it in these moments. The one time they got as far as the AFC championship game, he was in his third season. He wasn't, you know, and Patrick Mahomes was, you know, ripping off wins pretty early in his career, but that's one crack at a, at a major, major big moment. And, you know, the 13 seconds game was an all time great playoff performance by, by Josh Allen. And so it's just these years and great performances of Josh Allen that have been wasted, but, you know, you can look at the coach and say, to your point that Andy Reid figured it out. And, you know, if you keep getting, you know, chances, if you keep putting yourself in position, eventually you catch the Chiefs at the right time, and or you don't run into the Chiefs in the playoffs and somebody else knocks them off, you know, whatever it may be. But the same can be said about Josh Allen, that he's still pretty young in his career. It took Peyton Manning a little while to break through and win a Super Bowl. So it, it's it's tough to be sitting there and, and wondering, you know, when, how do you get around Michael Jordan, right? How do you get around Tom Brady? Uh, this is what teams have, you know, struggled with against dynasties for a long time, but the Chiefs also don't feel like completely unbeatable. It's just it seems like every time the Bills run into them in the big moments, you know, that they can't stop them. 
And so I think that's you've seen some, by the way, some coaching changes, subtle coaching changes by the Bills that suggest maybe, you know, they're they're rethinking a little bit how they're going to play defense on the back end. They have to reinvent themselves a little bit just because of personnel. And, you know, John Butler's out as defensive backs coach. They've got Bobby Babbage elevated to this defensive coordinator spot. Maybe they're they're going to reimagine just slightly, right? Maybe they should be thinking in August on some random day when it's 95 degrees at St. John Fisher College that what are we going to do in the fourth quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Because that's they get them in the regular season, right? They have no problem in the regular season, but it's Andy Reid having the adjustments and having the game plan ready for, for when it matters most. You need to have answers to that. You need to obsess over it. I know Sean McDermott's probably been obsessing over it for, for five years now, but you know you need to, to find the answer because that's going to define Sean McDermott's legacy uh, as a coach in this league. Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic. When it was uh, going into overtime, did you go, oh, man, the baby's finally asleep? <laughs> God, do we really need overtime? Uh, Shush. I would have liked to have been asleep. <laughs> yeah, My wife went to bed. She was like, I'm not doing overtime. I'm, I'm going to bed. I was like, I... I was hoping for overtime. I was like, we hardly ever get, you know, these these overtime games in the yeah. playoffs. I was curious about the new rules, the whole thing. And, yeah, we luckily, you know, we got both kids down, I think, by 8 o'clock. So we were we were locked and loaded for Usher. We were, uh, you know, a little distracted during the first half. But wasn't much to be, uh, to, to be you know, distracted from, at least. It was a pretty ho-hum first half. And then... You know, got got locked in for for the halftime show, and luckily both kids stayed down for the rest of the game. So nice. we got lucky there. Hey, Matt, we really appreciate it. Thank you for the time, and uh, we'll be looking forward to all the stuff you can be writing about with the Sabers. At some point, we'll bring you on. Yeah, for that's, that a, too. that's a whole other day. Yeah, it's another <laughs> broadcast. You take care, Matthew. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, all right. take care, Matthew Fairburn from the Athletic. Normally writing about the Buffalo Sabers, but also he and Joe Biscaglia put together podcast talk about football. So you can check that out. It's time for the Niagara Falls Police Blotter because there's a whole lot of ways we can get ourselves in trouble. Could have bet too much money and lost. Could have gotten arrested. Could have been pulled over and had stuff in the car. Could have been told by the cops to leave, and we decided not to. So many ways to get yourself in trouble in the Niagara Falls Police Blotter. But here's the thing. We know they put a lot of chemicals in the ground. It's not your fault. But maybe if we could do some different things, learn some valuable lessons, do the exact opposite, maybe we don't get arrested in the Niagara Falls police blotter. So where do you want to start? All right, start with a car getting burglarized. A vehicle parked at the Giacomo was entered by someone who took the registration and a handicapped parking tag. <laughs> it may have been left unlocked uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday. So the car's unlocked. They go in. They take... They steal the registration and your and your handicap tag. Wow. Yeah, no, that's not good. The, you know, I don't know why you take the registration, but uh, plus you're picking on the handicapped. What yeah. are you doing? I mean, I mean it, you grab the tag, you'll probably sell that to somebody for twenty bucks. Right. Mm, that's low. It is low. I don't know how you. I don't know how you recover from something like that when you're when you're on your deathbed and you're like, boy, there were so many regrets. Oh, and then I stole the handicap. Tag off a handicapped person. Oh, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be ugly. Unless you have a, the same exact kind of card and you want to steal the registration, so but it's still the plates aren't gonna match. Yeah, not they're good, gonna not match. good. Uh, 
So police were, uh, were doing a traffic thing, and they observed a blue Jeep with no plates, no plates, operating on Walnut Avenue about 1 a.m. Thursday. So they pulled it over. After that, they noticed that there was a plate. It was stuck to the tinted rear window on the inside, so they couldn't see it until it was up close. That plate, by the way, did not belong to a blue Jeep but a black Ford. Amir Huntley, 21 years old of Niagara Falls, said the car belonged to a friend who had just bought it off Facebook Marketplace and was in the car in front of them. He was driving it home for them from Buffalo, where they bought it. It was confirmed that the owner was in front of them and backed the story up, except they bought the car in July. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Check revealed that the car was not stolen, just never registered. So the driver of the car is charged with no inspection, improper plates, operating an unregistered vehicle, no insurance, and no license for driving their friend's car, following him home. Mm. But again, yeah, 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 she just bought it off Facebook. In July. <laughs> Police were called to the Home Depot where a cashier was charged with grand larceny after admitting he allowed three customers to leave without paying for goods valued at $8,000 on 11 occasions between October and Saturday. Jeffrey Williams, 22, was charged with grand larceny. Uh, the friends were not busted. No word if they were taking the goods for him or he was just letting them slide. But uh, either way, he got caught and he's in trouble. Oh, all right, we got a Florida man charged with two counts of disorderly conduct in Niagara Falls after he refused to leave the casino and then yells several different versions of F at the police officers. That at about 3 a.m. You've got one version, but then you've got three different versions, several different versions. That's doing wow. your homework. Yeah, that's that's skilled. It's being prepared. Yes. Right? Andy Reid is practicing <laughs> scenarios at the beginning of the season in the chance that they might go into overtime in a Super Bowl. This guy's like... You know, I'm going up to Niagara Falls, and I may uh, do something stupid at the casino. I need several versions of the F word to throw at the cops. It worked. It did. You and got he still got busted. Yeah. Woman walking out to her car at about 1030 on a Tuesday morning was approached by a guy who punched her and tried to steal her bag. Notice I said, by the way, tried to steal her bag. Ah. False chick doesn't give up her uh-uh. bag. You can punch her. She's going to kick your ass. Also, you ain't getting her bag. So... I, I picture her stopping the fist with her hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then picking the guy up by his fist yeah. and then throwing him into traffic. <laughs> Where he's run over by several cars. <laughs> you want to see what they did to the parkway? Check this out. And then this. Uh, police in Niagara Falls patrolling at about one uh, 1.30 in the morning, 19th Street. They observed a fight in front of the coastal station. Now, keep in mind, this is the middle of the week at one thirty in the morning. Three women were interviewed. So apparently it's false chicks just losing their minds. One false woman from 24th Street was charged with disorderly conduct, fighting violent behavior. Why do I get the feeling that regardless of who actually did it, those three women decided to blame her? <laughs> Don't you get that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it was it was her. And she's like, y'all, everybody did the fight. She's like, nah, it was her. She's the one that goes to jail. What do you got? It is the Shred and Reagan Show running through the Niagara Falls Police Blotter. Got a DWI here. Police were dispatched to a single vehicle rollover at 7 p.m. Friday near 72nd Street or on 72nd Street. The passenger of the car told officers that Nasia McCarthy, the driver, had come home from work and picked her up. As they were driving, they hit the curb and the Chevy Malibu flipped. Mm. The driver added that they also hit a telephone pole after the curb. 
Officers observed the smell of alcohol. McCarthy became uncooperative at that point and was charged with driving while intoxicating, driving with blood alcohol greater than 10% or 0.10, and uh, moving unsafely from a lane. So Yeah, after I, if I hit all that stuff, I'd be uncooperative too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Curb, pull, flip. Yeah. Sir, did you do... No, I'm not... I know. I want a, I want a lawyer is what I yeah. want. <laughs> Real fast. Also probably the doctor. A wheelchair-bound resident of oh, the Cedar no. Avenue apartment building reported that someone entered his unlocked apartment, put a T-shirt over his head, and then stole $400 from his pants pockets uh, at 6.30 p.m. on a Thursday. Uh, the man is in a wheelchair. If there's a hell, that's where you're going. You go in and put a T-shirt over his head, and, and then you rifle through his pockets? Mm. Now, why, I'm a little curious why you would have $400 in your pants pockets, but you do, and it's your house, and I guess you should be able to do that. Here's what I'm thinking. It Part of it is that you know, you've got to have money at the ready because let's say you order a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. You're in a wheelchair. So you order a pizza, you wheel yourself to the door, and then suddenly you tell the pizza guy, oh, I left all my money in the bedroom. This guy's and, always ready. And it's right. And it's just a big process because he can't fit his wheelchair through the hallway. So he's got to switch from the wheelchair to the walker and then take the walker down the hallway, get to the bedroom, try to find which drawer he put the money in. Then he forgot that he put it in that drawer. So he's got to go to the other side of the bed where the drawer is with the money. Then he's got to go back out. By then the pizza's cold. No one cares. So I think he carries it in his pocket yeah. all the time. Either that or it was some kind of deal gone wrong. Ah, we don't know. Brutal. Uh, sometime shortly after midnight Saturday, someone cracked the window with a brick at Portage Road's Family Dollar. Police found the brick laying on the sidewalk. Surveillance video showed a man with a jacket over a hoodie and a knit hat and jeans attempt several times to throw the brick through the door, setting off the alarm. He was unable to get through the door, so he did not gain entrance and he took off in an unknown direction, leaving behind his not-so-trusty brick. Hmm. I mean, brick through door should work, right? Uh, it should, especially when you take several shots. But it, the alarm's going off now. It's still not breaking. <laughs> so he throws it again. Still not breaking. Oh, God, I got to go. Son of a bitch. I thought this was hollow plywood. Son, next Duh. time it's a cinder block. God damn it. <laughs> Police patrolling near 3rd in the falls observed a damaged parking gate. It appears someone drove straight through it early Monday morning. Parking? Ticket. I don't think so. Oh, I'm putting up with this. You think that thing's going to stop me? Nope. Police were called to Players Bar. Report of a man, the gun, but instead found an intoxicated man from Ontario Avenue screaming racial slurs and F-bombs. Mm. He was taken to custody. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy with the gun sitting there laughing. Thanks for taking that one for me, buddy. Man. How drunk do you, what, what number of drunk do you have to get before you're like, racial stuff and F-bombs, whatever the case, probably not as great as moment. I think it depends on how often those come out of your mouth on a regular basis. Yeah, but. true. That's, it's, you know, <laughs> maybe the lid was already yeah. half cracked. And yeah. then this. Resident, 100 block, 12th Street, Niagara Falls reported someone entered his home while he was away, stole his TV and Xbox. Oh. Items valued 600. Damn. Police observed no sign of forced entry. Hmm. Did you leave it unlocked? Leave a window open? The resident said he lost his keys a long time ago. So he just doesn't lock the door? And he never got the locks changed. (laughs) Well, congratulations that it took this long. Mm, Right? (laughs) That's a great point. I mean, the minute you lose your keys and then you don't get your locks changed, I don't know what you do. You change them. Do you go to the old-fashioned slide that 
you know, like in the in the ancient times, medieval times, they had that large log that they drug across the door and well, hold for the bet. Well, you put two brackets up, but yeah, but how do you get back in when you leave the house? You climb out the window and you jump down the second story. <laughs> That's what you do. There's no choice. That's uh, rough, man. I don't know how you get through that. All right, Falls. We love you guys. You know how this works. You made a lot of mistakes. But like every team that lost a game except for the Chiefs, in the offseason, you go back and you fix those mistakes and you come back stronger as your Niagara Falls police blotter for another week. Hopefully you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Back tomorrow at 6. Where do you want to end? Thanks for the ride, man. I had the time of my life. Ooh-wee. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.